What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be building off of a little bit the last episode that I recorded, which was this week, kind of a quick turnaround between me recording this podcast and the last one that I recorded. Because to be honest, I had every intention of tacking on this little segment uh, onto my last podcast recording. But once I hit that 45, 50 minute mark, I'm like, fuck it. It's probably best we just create a whole new episode on how to slowly you know, start to uh, remove tracking, how you can approach that, how to put this whole like flexible, you know, uh, dieting type of philosophy with your nutrition uh, put to work and then how you can eventually, yeah, not track it all and feel good and maintain the progress that you've, that you've worked so hard for. So that's kind of the goal of this podcast is like the transition off of food tracking. Last episode was more so of things you will learn when you start to food track or things you can look for when you start to, to track your food for a period of time. And for people who were on the fence who haven't been tracking or who have been intrigued about it and, and maybe you want to give it a shot, I really recommend listening to that last podcast before you listen to this one if you haven't already, okay? And this is this podcast, again, is for people who, if you haven't been tracking, just to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel in terms of, hey, once I start tracking, there is going to be a period of my life or a time when I am not going to need to track again or as much, right? Whatever whatever you decide to do. Because again, a lot of things that, or a lot of times what I see uh, takes people out of tracking in the first place or not wanting to track in the first place is this idea that you have to do it forever. And, and, and that just can kind of repulse people, can turn them off and it can just... Uh, take them out of the game before they even put themselves into it, right? So just knowing that, hey, like there there can and is a life without tracking, I think is a really important feat. So even if you're not tracking, you've never done it, or maybe you've done it a long time ago and you haven't, you know, done it as of recent and you plan on tracking again, just know that like that should be part of the goal from day one when you start tracking is to eventually remove that tool uh, and, and live life without it, okay? So I want to kind of talk about some strategies here that, are I think helpful things that I've done with my clients that have that have helped them kind of like uh, feel good and not tracking right like not feeling like they need to rely on something to get them to maintain the progress that they got or to get them to where they want to be it's uh it's 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 kind of cool when you see somebody kind of come full circle where maybe I I get somebody and they're so intense with tracking they're tracking all the things they've done it for you know months or years on end sometimes and they have no idea what life is like not tracking food anymore or the idea of them not tracking scares the literal shit out of them right and and that's the reality that a lot of people can get to again thinking back to like this last episode that I recorded how we can come in with a mindset when we do start tracking uh, with neutrality, not thinking that it's like this um, this thing that we have to be completely perfect with is is an important mindset to go into it with because if you're you know if you're not careful you do this on your own um, you do it with you know negative intentions on certain occasions man like tracking can be a negative experience for a lot of people for sure and people could be scared shitless like not doing it going forward so they feel trapped and they feel like they have to keep tracking forever. But just a a little kind of recap, at least 
for the people who are getting their foot in the door and, and starting to track again. I mentioned it, but like not having this perfectionist mentality when it comes to tracking, like not trying to be perfect on the front end is going to be really important. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit more today, but like just tracking your habitual food intake, what you're normally doing, not having any targets that you're looking for, but just kind of like inputting all of the things that you're eating, seeing where you're spending your calories, right? If we think of this kind of compared to finances or a budget, like imagine you have a budget or a certain amount of money that you could spend every day. Like where are you spending your money, right? You look at your debit cards, you look at your credit cards, you kind of see what's, you know, what's, uh, where that money is going and what you're spending it on. The same applies to your calories, right? Like your body has a certain amount that, you know, requires for you to maintain your weight throughout the course of the day and where you eat, what you eat, how much you eat all determines the budget or what you spend those calories on that again, you can manipulate, you can build awareness around, but I think just building, building this awareness around what you're just doing routinely, it can be a really positive thing without having these numbers that you're married to um, or shooting for in the very beginning. And ironically, when you start tracking your food or when you start monitoring your intake or when you start working with a coach, like naturally people just start to change their behavior by default, right? Like when you have, when you have a sense of accountability or you have something that is like um, that you're able to look back at the course of the day, like naturally people might not choose to eat some of these other foods that they've been eating, eating or mindlessly snacking or saying yes to everything because they know they're going to enter it into a food tracking app, right? And they're going to be able to see that mapped out over the course of the day or over the course of the week. And sometimes that is enough for people to make those decisions in the moment, which I think can be a positive thing in a lot of certain contexts. So at the end of the day, like that is a good starting point for people getting into the arena. Listen to my last podcast is then because then we'll find out everything else that you'll learn along the way of tracking. And you can kind of use that as momentum to start to like hit goals, start to think about how you're going to reach those goals, what's important to you, how long you're going to do these things. Um, and then yes, this is where this transitions into this next podcast where we're kind of talking about how we can actually be flexible when trying to follow this flexible dieting approach. Now, flexible dieting for the people who have never heard that before, I'd be surprised if you haven't. Honestly, it's kind of a buzzword nowadays, but it's really intended to just be this dieting approach where all foods can fit, okay? Um, personally, you know, I've tracked macros for a period of time. I've continued to track calories and protein for... Uh, I think at least this last year, year and a half now. Um, but man, like the longer you do this, sometimes it can start to morph into something that, I don't know, turns a little bit more rigid and, and it starts to be something that doesn't resemble what it used to be. Food tracking as a whole, at least, right? If you think about that person who's just starting out, trying to like uh, be curious, trying to to learn more information about what's in their food, what they're eating, how much they're eating, what they're spending their, you know, their calories on. Man, in the beginning, it could be a very informative process. But once you get past that, you know, intro stage of tracking and this like awareness building stage, and you start to shoot for calories and you start to eat at some of these numbers throughout the course of the day. And, you know, if you're not checking yourself, if you're not periodically like checking in and, and uh, assessing your relationship with some of these things, like, 
that perfectionist mentality for a lot of people. There's a lot of type A people out there, myself included, um, that can let it get to a point where it can be more of a burden, right? It could be, um, it could be frustrating if you, you know, you feel like you don't have as much control because for all my control freaks out there, tracking your food, being really diligent, being really accurate and consistent with that is just another way for you to kind of, uh, project your own control onto something. Right. And that's why sometimes a lot of people really enjoy food tracking and tend to stick with it. But man, we have to remember, like, this is something that we should and, and can be removing after a period of time, right. And, and, and getting what we need out of tracking and being able to like use that as fundamentals, as principles that we're leaning back on when we eventually remove that tool, which again is what tracking is. And I, I, again, am of the, uh, for the general population, I'm, I'm a believer that tracking should only be done for a period of time. And most people, like, unless you're really going after like, uh, man, like if you're an athlete or if you're, um, somebody who's a bodybuilder or you're really trying to get down to like really lean levels of body fat and you're, um, trying to get really shredded, like, trying to take some of these things to the extreme, like of course tracking will likely be a part of that because um, the more extreme, the more, um, the bigger your goal is, like the more effort it is going to take to get there, right? Um, I like to use the analogy of like a lot of people, especially general people, like in the beginning at least, we can be shooting with a shotgun when it comes to some of these things. If you think about a, a shotgun, those you know uh, bullets kind of disperse, right? It's kind of like a um, there's a large surface area of where those bullets are going. You could be a little bit more loose. You could be a little less accurate, right? Kind of shooting from the hip, so to speak, and still see meaningful progress over time, right? Like not being super perfect with everything all the time. But the deeper you get into it, the the um, um, the bigger your goal is, the more you want to accomplish chances are you're going to have to shoot with a sniper over time, right? Or get to a point where you're being really precise and really accurate because the goals that you might be working towards require more effort for a less return on your investment over time. And I find that not everybody needs to do that, right? And like uh, when we talk about this accuracy, like building accuracy over time, of course I can expedite process or your progress. It can help you learn and, and be a, kind of an education moment for a lot of people. Um, but man, we don't have to be perfect with this all the time and feel like we need to be shooting with the sniper from day one when we do start tracking. And, you know, for, for most people, like you can get a lot of big rocks from tracking, big rocks from tracking and educating yourself throughout the process. Like that's just kind of what we're trying to do when it, when it comes down to tracking. Now, inevitably there comes a point where you think about, Hey, I'm going to start removing tracking or, I'm thinking about life without tracking or I've gotten my goal. I've lost the amount of weight. I've gained the amount of weight. I've learned what I needed to learn while tracking my food, man, that could be kind of the, the thing where people feel like they're jumping off a cliff sometimes. And I don't want people to feel like that, right? Like maybe we jump off the cliff, but we've got a big ass parachute. Think of these things that we're about to talk about as the parachute for you of like making a soft landing and eventually getting to a new ground where you're not tracking at all, or you're tracking far less than maybe what you have been doing in the past. Okay. Um, the first thing that I want to point out, and it's kind of I've already said this and we've talked about it before. Um, so I apologize for people if it sounds repetitive. Um, but loosening up the targets that you're tracking, uh, if you are not doing already, I think it'd be a good transition before you eventually start to take breaks and, and stop tracking for a period of time. 
If you're somebody that's sitting here tracking your calories, tracking your protein, tracking your carbs, tracking your fat, tracking your fiber, tracking your vitamin C, right? Like tracking your steps, tracking literally everything that you do throughout the course of the day, every type of fitness tracker, every type of uh, um, calorie, what's in your food. Like if you're looking at all of these data points, minimizing that and in, in starting to cut back on a lot of these things uh, could be a very good first step as you eventually start to remove tracking completely. If you're sitting here and you're tracking everything under the sun and then you go cold turkey and, and you stop tracking everything at all, man, that's probably going to give you a ton of stress and anxiety and like uh, um, be kind of difficult to, 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 to kind of like step into if you haven't desensitized yourself to tracking less over time. So for if you're sitting here, you're tracking all the macros, tracking your carbs and tracking your fats, like just aren't really that necessary, right? Like going and then reducing that to, hey, I'm just gonna track total calories. I'm gonna track my protein. Again, we've talked about tracking fiber if that's something that you wanna do. I think all those can be really good things, but man, in general, like if you can reduce the amount of metrics and data points that you're looking at the at the end of the day or at the end of the week, like that could be a really good first start for some people if you're scared shitless of removing tracking completely, okay? So for for most people, calorie protein intake is going to be at the top of the list because that's going to have the biggest impact on your body composition and, you know, what you're trying to do from a weight loss, weight gain, weight maintenance standpoint. Carbs and fats, remember, are just going to be energy sources, right? And your personal preference can dictate how much or how little you have of, of those nutrients. But in general, just like you know, loosening the chokehold on how many things we're tracking, getting rid of carbs and fats could be a good first strategy. So that's strategy number one is just reduce the amount of things that you're looking at and tracking. And eventually you get to calories, you get to protein. That's all you're looking at. Like that could be a good first step before you take the next step of removing tracking uh, more for a period of time. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And again, like if we reduce the bandwidth that's required to plan and prep and track your meals, that is just going to be a good, that's just going to be a good um, kind of learning experience for somebody who has never, you know, had that experience before when it's, when it's come to their tracking. So simply just focusing on those couple things, I think could be, I think could be a really good first step. Now, the second thing that I want to talk about here is the obvious, just stating the obvious here, but it's going to get to a point where you intentionally have to take days off of tracking. Uh, maybe you plan out like, hey, a couple days this next week, I'm going to not track and I'm going to try and eat a little bit more intuitively, try and just build the the plates and the, the meal prep and the food and order the things that I would normally would when I am tracking it. I'm just going to do the same thing, but I'm not going to track it. Chances are you are going to do the same shit that you do as you do tracking, but you're just not going to get that valid, you know, validation or reinforcement of entering it into the food app and seeing that listed out on paper. And that's the point here. Like we, we want to be able to like make these food selections on our own without having something else telling us that we're making a good decision, right? Um, this arbitrary, like, oh, this was good or this is bad, like feedback that you can get from some of your tracking apps sometimes, or just based on past experiences and what you look for in meals, man, you've probably seen that plenty already. And you just not getting that for once or twice is, is kind of the first step for you, um, 
maybe just understanding that you don't need to see that instant satisfaction of like, okay, hey, I hit all these numbers and I hit these things and this looks good and this is going to fit into the, the rest of my day. You intentionally thinking about, hey, this next week, I'm going to take Wednesday off, I'm going to take Thursday off, and then I'm going to take Saturday off or something like that, right? It's like, hey, I have a handful of days, Wednesday, Thursday, aren't going to change much. I have my meal prep for the week, or I know what I eat for lunch on those days. I know what I'm prepping for breakfast. I know what my spouse and I are going to have for dinner. Nothing crazy is going to change, right? I'm not going to weigh my food. I'm not going to enter it out. I'm going to pull my food tracking app out. Fuck, maybe you put your phone away completely at meals and you don't eat distracted, right? You just eat, you kind of sit in the moment. You acknowledge like, hey, what does the food taste like? How many chews am I having? Am I um, being distracted with work emails or you know, inputting things on my phone or scrolling social media while I'm eating? Like Sometimes you not having your phone out reduces the temptation to also eat distracted in certain situations as well. So I think there's some benefit to be had there. But let's say, hey, Wednesday, Thursday are going to be fine. Friday, I got date night. I'm going to do this thing. Like I feel good tracking. Great. Then maybe Saturday you remove tracking again, right? Like maybe Saturday looks different from Wednesday and Thursday from you and, and you being able to like have a few days throughout the course of the week where a couple of those days look different and you not tracking again can just kind of, can just kind of desensitize to you this like to this perfectionist mentality that we tend to, um, that some people tend to have when it comes to tracking their food. So at the end of the day, the point of learning how to track your macros or learning how to track your calories and protein and to track the food that you're eating, it's not to become an amazing like lifetime food tracker, okay? Like that's not the goal. But instead, we have to just keep in mind that we're trying to reshape our understanding of how much food is appropriate for us based on our goals, right? Like eventually, we should all be reaching to get to a maintenance calorie range and seeing what that looks like um, and understanding the right portion sizes, how much food, like what, what we're going to be um, eating throughout the course of the day to meet our baseline minimum needs, right? And if you've been paying attention, you probably have a much better understanding of what proper portion sizes and, and what it takes to eat throughout the course of the day, how many meals, what those meals look like, um, if you're having snacks, um, how much you're eating at those meals, like give yourself more credit because you're fucking good at this by now, okay? Like I, I don't want you to think that you're only good at it because you have this app that's doing it. Chances are if you've been doing this for a period of time, you can do a pretty fucking good job not weighing anything, not tracking anything and guesstimate around what your you know calorie range is for the day, what you're going to be eating for the day. And if I had to bet most people out there that have been doing this for a while, that have taken this seriously, that have learned what they needed to learn, man, you'd probably come within a few hundred calories if you're not tracking. If you do that for the course of the week, then um, if you were to track every single thing. So I say this with love, but give yourself a lot of credit, okay? Because you're fucking good at this by now, right? And I'm not talking to the person that's been tracking for a week, okay? I'm talking to the person that's been tracking for months, six months, a year, multiple years, right? Some people, honestly, like, it's not uncommon for them to track for decades of their life. Again, referring to kind of some of the people who have more extreme goals and um, things that they've done their whole life, right? But like for the person listening to this, like people track their food for decades and that's not what I want. Like that's not the goal. That's not what I want for people unless your life and, and what you decide to do and your goals and everything, like if that's what's important to you, you make the, the decision like, hey, yeah, tracking for 10 years makes sense to me and I like it and it improves the quality of my life and it makes me, um, you know, uh, know how much I'm eating and, and that helps me stay on track. Like, 
who am I to say that that's bad, right? Like it's not, if you're doing that with the right headspace, I think that could be great, but man, most people aren't going to be sitting here thinking like, oh yeah, tracking for the next 10 years of my life is going to be really fun, right? So give yourself credit, okay? And, and start to just intentionally plan days out where you're not tracking. It's very simple. It's very easy. There's nothing groundbreaking here that I'm telling you, but I want to give you permission to actually schedule that in for the week and being able to like, I don't know, just like actually enjoy time eating, not tracking food for a period of time. Now, also, I find that there's certain occasions, there's certain things that and I'm thinking of like weekends, we just had the holiday season, like Christmas, you know, weekend or Christmas Eve and New Year's Day. And like some of these like special days, these fun days, Valentine's Day, your anniversary, your um, kid's birthday, like um, a long work uh, retreat weekend or weekend getaway. Like a lot of times we all have these moments throughout the month or throughout, you know, the the quarter that we can look at and be like, oh yeah, like this is going to be fun. It's been on the map. I'm really excited about it. Planning, not tracking around those vacations, around those things, even if you're staying at home and whatever it is you're doing, like not tracking some of those weekends, I think it also be really good opportunities. And it could be just life saying like, hey, there's more important things here, right? Like the thing for me, especially when it comes to traveling and when it comes to like making memories and doing all these fun things that life has to offer, man, if, if, if you're taking away from those experiences and and you're like meticulously tracking everything, you're feeling bad about how much you're eating or what you're eating or documenting what your dinner was for the day. And you feel like you're like, Oh shit, I ate 2000 calories from alcohol, food and dessert tonight. Like that sucks, you know? And you, you think back on that day or that weekend and you look back as like, damn, part of my trip was taken away because I was so uptight and I was just fucking neurotic around what I was eating and how much I was consuming. Sometimes removing those tracking, right? And appreciating the fact that, you know, the track that you're trying to become on or you're trying to stay on includes those fun weekends, right? Like, like you thinking that you're either on or you're off is usually what is keeping people stuck in the same kind of mindset over and over again. But if you can pull yourself to this you know, idea and this realization that like, hey, I'm tracking, I'm doing all these things. I have these basic principles. I'm not gonna have all the control that I normally have when I'm traveling or doing these fun things on the weekend, but I can live with that. That's part of the track that I'm trying to be on. That's going to be um, what's included in my life going forward. Like a lot of these things are not going to go away. So learning how to not track, not how to do your workouts, not being overly obsessive with how many steps you're getting, getting the perfect amount of fiber in, like counting how many ounces of water you're getting throughout the course of the day. Like, man, sometimes those trips and those those holidays and whatever else it is, like, those are good excuses not to track, to take things a little bit more easy, to enjoy what life has to offer, what current situation you're in, because chances are, like, those special occasions don't come around very often, and, and I sit here and I genuinely want you to enjoy those things, right? I, I don't want you to think about what you're doing from a nutrition standpoint every hour of every day. And and that's sometimes what people can feel when they go on these experience, you know, these trips or experiences and that robs from that experience as a whole. And that's just not what we're looking for. So I bring all this up because we're talking about intentionally, you know, taking days off and planning those out in advance. Like, damn, sometimes you have these things, these days built into your calendar and it's like, damn, I'm going to Disney world in two weekends. Like, 
that's great. I'm not going to track for those four days when I'm traveling, when I'm there, when I'm hanging out, when I'm eating all the good food, I'm hanging out with my kid or my friends. Like those are the perfect instances for you to not track, for you to not overly stress about everything because those one days are not going to mean shit in the grand scheme of things. Okay. And I'd argue that those days are going to be beneficial for you in the long run because it gives a little bit more balance instead of you trying to have this like perfectionist or extreme approach with everything that comes from tracking sometimes. So yeah, I think I beat that <laughs> that point hard enough, but man, just plan out some days that you're not going to track, commit to them, and then, you know, do what you would normally do. And just remember like, hey, am I building my plate around a protein source? Can I get some fiber or fruit when I can? Can I order a side of these things or a side salad before I go out to dinner, right? Like, or before I get my main course, um, can I, can I pick and choose like, Hey, maybe, you know, maybe the appetizer and the dessert both sound good. Um, but I only know I need one. If I eat both of them, I'm going to be fucking stuffed by the end of the night. I don't like how I feel right. Like you don't need tracking to dictate those decisions for you. You can make those decisions for yourself in the moment. Um, and not tracking them can just be some of those things that again, help you build up that practice over time of you not tracking. So you can feel confident doing that going forward when you eventually start to track less and less. Okay. Cool. The next point that I have here, um, when we're talking about just like keeping this like flexible dieting approach is when you remove tracking or maybe you start to remove it more and more for a period of time, chances are what you eat at home, the meals that you create, the meal prep that you have, the breakfasts that you lean on, um, you're probably going to have a rotation that you've built of around like 10 to 15 or 20 like regular meals or foods or things that you have in the freezer or stuff that you throw together for a meal. Um, chances are you also know what the right portion sizes of those are. You know what those foods kind of look like at home, how much you're going to be eating, how much you're going to um, eat to feel satisfied. And you not tracking those things, I think could be a benefit, a benefit, especially if you've been doing that for a long time. But if you feel like, Hey, I still want to track. I still want to make sure I'm coming in within my calorie ranges or whatever it is for the week. Tracking restaurant meals only, but not the foods that you prepare at home. I think could also be a really cool strategy as well, because, you know, unfortunately restaurants are a completely different story than what we're able to do at home, right? Restaurants are notorious for oversized portions, added just oils and butters and sauces. And um, again, just like how much food they give you as a whole, the appetizers, the free stuff they give you before you even get your meal, man, those things just make it tough to, to estimate how much you're actually eating away from home. So if you're going to continue to, to spend some mental energy on tracking throughout the course of the week, I would almost encourage you to maybe even try just tracking what you're eating away from home, right? Like practicing tracking those things, um, maybe overestimating in certain cases, really building awareness and just kind of keeping in check of like, okay, hey, you know, from, from, the three meals that I ate away from home, I ate a little bit more. Like I'm going to just kind of subconsciously account for that when I'm eating some of these other foods or being more intentional about eating the foods that you have prepped at home, being able to like follow through with that throughout the course of the week can sometimes be made easier when you're just tracking food um, that you're eating away from home. Now, I, I realize that just tracking like that's also something that gives people anxiety is tracking and not knowing what to track when they're away from home. And that's where like, again, practicing doing that, like giving your 
um, kind of like best attention to detail, trying different ways to tracking food when you're eating away from home. Like there's a lot of strategies that you could use to make that a little bit easier. Um, it's always going to be an imperfect science, right? Um, things like looking up menus from the restaurants that you're going to, um, typing in the meals that you get and comparing those to what, uh, what meals have been entered into the food database that you're looking at, whether it's my fitness pal or chronometer or my clients that use practice better, right? Like all these food tracking apps that are out there, it's going to be an imperfect system, but guessing and showing up and trying to do that, you will be able to develop the skills to be a better estimator over time as you continue practicing that. And, and for somebody who's been tracking everything for a long time, sometimes just tracking, sometimes just tracking those meals away from home. And that's the only thing you track for the week could be something that again is reinforcing like, Hey, what am I going to choose here? Am I going to get the chicken parm, you know, and all the extra sauce and eat a ton of garlic bread, or maybe me knowing that I have to track that whole thing out maybe makes me make a different decision where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this protein pasta dish and I'm going to get a side salad instead of the endless breadsticks that I could eat before. Uh, And you can start to like use food tracking in those restaurant environments or those social environments as kind of like accountability and reinforcement for yourself to maybe make more, you know, health promoting decisions if maybe you weren't tracking anything at all when you're eating away from home. Um, so I know tracking away from what you make, what you can measure out, what what you know the ingredients are of, like, again, that's always going to be harder than having complete control over what you're putting into the app. But I would argue that that is really beneficial for a lot of people. And again, getting over this mindset of like, hey, we have to be perfect with everything. Man, sometimes tracking is just a, a tracking away from home, tracking what's in your restaurant foods kind of just a humbling experience. It can kind of like make you okay with taking imperfect action on some of these things. And again, it can give you an idea of what you're getting away from home and you can kind of build that into what you're doing when you do have more control over your meals. So I would just say that, man, if you do want to track and you're removing tracking, but you kind of want to just keep a, keep some tabs on what what's coming in calorie wise from the foods that you're eating away from home, like just tracking when you eat away from, from your house could be a really good strategy. Um, and it's just, it's something that again, is going to be less than you tracking everything throughout the course of the week. So sometimes people could be, you know, more inclined to do that, or you can kind of uh, pre-track something ahead. If like, you know, you're going to be going to a restaurant in the evening and you're trying to build your day around that, like tracking that thing in the morning, what you think you're going to be eating can just kind of help you build your day um, during the day or even the day after and just kind of plan around that. So I find that that could be helpful sometimes, not for everybody, of course, but man, if you've never tried that, that could be something just to kind of keep you in check as you remove tracking completely going forward. Um, the last thing I really want to say here is this idea that we really just need to be flexible in the seasons that we do track. Okay. Like over time, getting loose with your, with your food habits and with tracking your food can kind of help recalibrate you in a good way. Okay. Like even just if you've gotten to the place where you feel good without tracking and maybe you go a few weeks or a few months without tracking, but you have that food tracking app in your phone, like sometimes being curious and just being like, okay, I'm just going to track what I've been doing for the last month and just kind of see if I'm, if I'm actually doing what I think I'm doing. And sometimes like, periodically just tracking for fun. I, I say for fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm making myself laugh at that, but the people who are listening to this, who 
who've been tracking a while, like you kind of know what I'm talking about. Like tracking isn't fun, but like tracking can be fun just to be like, um, just kind of like, uh, explorative with what, what it is that you're doing. If, if you've been doing something habitually over time, cause your habits can change, your routines can change what you're, uh, you know, what you're making at home, what you're experimenting, trying different recipes, you know, a lot of stuff can happen in a matter of weeks or months, even six months. If you take that, you know, period of time away from tracking, sometimes just like having the mindset of like, Hey, I'm just going to track for a few days or track for this next week, just to kind of see if I'm, if I'm arriving at the protein that I think I'm getting to, or if I'm getting enough protein compared to what I was doing when I was um, tracking more consistently or how many calories I'm getting um, on these weeks that are somewhat of my new normal now. Being flexible with when you decide to track could be a really, uh, I, I think, a just positive experience as a whole because identifying that like, hey, you're going to get to this point where tracking isn't going to be a built-in part of your life anymore is great, but that doesn't mean you never have to track ever again, right? For some people, you can do that. You can feel good with that. And people live happily ever after, after not tracking, um, making the decision to not tracking for a period of time. But for the most part, like a lot of people listening to this, a lot of the people who have found like an appreciation for tracking, who've used it as a tool, who have a good headspace around it, like you tracking periodically after you remove tracking completely could just be a good way to recalibrate and, and just just assess what you're doing and if what you're doing is close or near where you want to be or what you should be doing. And then you can make adjustments from there. It can kind of just help you um, validate like, hey, what I've been doing is good. I'm going to keep doing it. And then I don't need to track for a period of time going forward. Um, or I can just uh, just track here and, and see if I do need, need to make some adjustments. Do I need to add a mid-afternoon snack or up my protein portion that I get with lunch, right? Because sometimes these things can just fall off a little bit and, and not everyone's going to be perfect with eating forever, right? And that's where just like looking back and, and, and tracking your food periodically can just, uh, I, think, I think can make a difference with just you feeling good with what you're doing throughout the week when tracking eventually is no longer a day-to-day part of your life. So um, again, there's a spectrum when it comes to tracking. I kind of alluded that or to that on our last episode, but there's the people out there that track everything, that weigh everything, that don't miss a meal, that don't miss a snack, that you know will take, take off cereal from their bowl because it doesn't match the perfect Uh, serving size that they see on the label when they enter their food in, right? Like there's that spectrum of tracking. Um, And then there's the tracking where it's like, oh, I'm just like taking pictures of what I'm eating or I'm just writing stuff down or um, I'm just like tracking one or two meals a day kind of thing loosely, you know, there's a big spectrum. And, you know, you removing tracking eventually like is going to look different for people on different ends of those spectrum, right? But there's, there's just a lot of strategies that we can start to implement that I would encourage you to start implementing into your tracking routine. If you're somebody who's sitting here tracking already, just being okay with not tracking, planning days where you're not going to track, right? Maybe planning those days around the days that, you know, you know what you normally eat is going to get you close to where you want to be. Like those are great days to just kind of like practice not doing anything and living with that. And then just taking the next day uh, kind of approach of like, hey, do I want to track that day or do I want to take two days off, right? And then before you know it, you just, tracking can kind of lose its power over you because I just I just don't want tracking to be this thing that looms over people that is like dictating every decision that they make, right? Because over time, man, too many people 
They get caught up on the numbers. They only eat to specific targets throughout the course of the day. And that can kind of make them lose touch with like what their body is telling them, like what their natural hunger and satiety cues are throughout the course of the day, what their food tastes like, experimenting with different foods or sauces or things in the kitchen. Like, man, if we talk about sustainability, like actually enjoying what you're doing instead of the enjoyment of seeing you hit specific numbers at the end of the day are two very different things, right? And I want to get people to a place where they're eventually in a spot where, hey, they have the idea of like, hey, I'm hitting numbers, I'm meeting my needs, I'm, I'm you know, eating in a way that's conducive to my goals and what I want to sustain, but I'm also eating the foods that I like and I'm fitting the things in that I enjoy and I'm adopting this flexible dieting approach and I'm also like a little bit more in tune with what I'm eating, right? This whole like intuitive eating philosophy that people will see out there, there's kind of a book on it. Um, I, I tend to, like it's not something I do, I'll be the first to admit that, um, I don't, I don't know if that's always eventually the goal for everybody, but the way that I would word those things is like, instead of you just intuitively, intuitively eating for the rest of your life, like instead I want you to become and think of yourself as an informed eater over time. Okay. Like chances are you're going to know which foods are higher in calories, not very uh, satiating, um, are foods that maybe can break that budget more quickly than other things. And you're also going to know foods that are more nutrient dense, more macro friendly, have better, um, um, nutrient profiles, uh, have, have more fiber per serving. Like, you know, all of those things and you will likely learn those things when you track for a period of time. So what tracking can do for you and where I want people to get to is this place where they just feel like informed eaters, right? And they're not obsessing over everything that they're putting in their body, but they just have, these tabs open of like, Hey, I'm going to this restaurant. I know what I'm going to do here or based on how I want to feel the next day or what I want to do or how often I get to eat some of these things. I'm going to pick and choose yes or no. Like, um, whatever, whatever makes you feel good in the moment, but also just, um, get you to a place where you're enjoying the food that you eat and you're not overly thinking about everything all the time. That's what being an informed eater to me is, 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 being able to just be more in tune with your body, being more in tune with what's in the foods that you're eating, not being scared of processed foods, right? Because Flav City is telling you that they're bad and they're going to give you fucking cancer or anything, right? But just being an educated uh, um, kind of like food connoisseur, like knowing what's in your things, how people cook it, what what's the difference between restaurant food and food you cook at home, man? Like, that's, that's the beauty of tracking and, and just like spending some time learning about food and learning what's in what we eat and what, you know, what minimum requirements we should be shooting for with all the foods that we do decide to eat over time. Like you will become a confident eater and, and you can do this shit without tracking. And that's just, that's just the, the ultimate goal that everybody should be shooting for, in my opinion. And, you know, these four or five strategies that I talked about could be a starting point for you getting over the hump of being scared to not track anything for a day or for a week at a time and then eventually get you feeling comfortable with removing that tracking or only using tracking for when you need it or you know when you want to use it or when you think that would be productive for you okay instead of feeling like you have to do it all the time or else you know the world is going to end so i hope all of that or some of that makes sense or you take away anything from that um i realize that 
there's a lot of complexities. There's a lot of what ifs, right? There's, there's a lot of it depends kind of scenarios and, and depending on your situation and what you need and what would be best for you. But man, if anything, if you listen to this episode and it gets you thinking about, Hey, what, what are areas in my life that I can improve on? What are things that I haven't done that scare the shit out of me that might be beneficial for me to try or step into, or, or just like, um, um, experience for once, right? Like those are the things that I want people to take away from it. Not, um, not these hard rules that, Hey, this is exactly how you remove tracking. These are just ideas and you can apply that to your life. And eventually in a perfect world, man, you feel comfortable doing that. And, and you continue to kind of just, you live a life that you enjoy, right? Like that's, that's what I want people to get at here. And, and food tracking can help them, can help people get to a body that they enjoy, can help them get to a confidence level that they enjoy or a competence when it comes to their food. But we gotta, we gotta remember that, man, living a lifestyle is really important as well. Living a lifestyle that we enjoy to be, you know, living and that we look forward to and that isn't draining, man. Like those two things can't be mutually exclusive here. And tracking and living a life you enjoy 100% can be done together. Um, maybe that perfect balance isn't there all the time. Like you got to go to one extreme to come back to another to feel good with. But man, there's a lot of things to be learned if you're open to learning and if you're, you know, doing some of these things with the intentions of, hey, this is temporary. This is a tool that I'm using to get me to where I want to be. And you're not relying on these things long term. I just don't want, I don't want you to rely on tracking your, maybe your weight every single day or weight, your uh, uh, protein that you're eating every single day. We don't have to think like that long term. Okay. And chances are you putting in a lot of effort into this now is going to make you live a really happy, healthy, confident life going forward. And you'll be grateful for that. Okay. I always like to say your future self will thank you. They will. Okay. And, and you doing the hard work now, you doing the uncomfortable thing, you trying some of these things are, are only ideally going to be things that are going to help you moving forward. So I'm going to stop rambling. I appreciate you listening as always. I will, um, yeah, I'll be hopefully, I think, yeah, I think I got a podcast recording next week. I got to check my schedule, but I've got a handful of podcast guests. I think I said this on the last episode, but some things I'm really excited about, some different topics that we'll be talking about. So if you're an avid listener to here, again, I appreciate you. Keep tuning in. There's a lot of good stuff on the horizon here that I'm excited to to bring to you and selfishly excited to, to experience myself. But I think these two episodes for me were important because, man, food tracking gets a bad rap, but I want to I just wanted to talk about how we can use it for good, how we can use it as a tool, how we can get over it, how we can get what we need out of it and then proceed on with our life without it eventually. And yeah, I hope, I hope you take something away from that. But until next time, remember to do with a purpose, train with attention, think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Hope you have a good one. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.